Welcome to Beyond the Arc. I'm your host, Brandon Silvers. As always, I'm joined by my producer. PJ Carlissimo. Yes, Mika, <laughs> the voice, still on the injured reserve. I mean, you know, I'm, I might be DNP some days, but I don't know. I'm here. I'm here. I'm, I'm game time decision. That's good. I appreciate you fighting through <laughs> so we can give the people what they want. Okay. <laughs> so you know what let's jump right into it because i know we got a lot to cover today mm-hmm. so cam newton i'm out <laughs> i can't go ahead let's talk about yeah, it yeah he yeah. got twitter fired up this week he was on an episode of million dollars worth of game with gilly the kid and wallow and uh he shared what he thinks the role of a woman is okay as, and so some of his criteria is knowing how to cook, knowing when to be quiet, <laughs> and knowing how to allow a man to lead. You know what? I'm going to just, you know, put a little snippet in there so people know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I grew up in a three-parent household, my mom, my father, and my grandmother. I knew what a woman was, not a bad bitch. A bad bitch is I looked apart, but I don't act apart. A woman for me is... Handling your own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs, right? And I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of like, I'm a boss bitch, like I'm a this, I'm a dad. No, baby, like, but you can't cook. Okay. You don't know, you don't know when to be quiet. You don't know how to allow a man to lead. Now, now I don't want to spend a ton of time on Cam here. I want to focus more on the overarching uh, ideas and and where they may have come from. Uh, but as a Panthers fan, I'm obviously a Cam fan. However, he he has a history of doing these things. I kind of wonder, does he have a publicist on payroll? He's feeling more and more empowered to say these things. Because I, I feel like Cam would surround himself uh, with people who actually are like-minded individuals. So I don't even know, like even if he did have a publicist, would the publicist have Hotep type mm. <laughs> leanings like we're hearing from him here? I don't That's know. That's true, because I know at one point <laughs> in this interview, he talked about uh, surrounding himself with people who could check him. But if that's true, why are you saying this guy? I know back in uh, 2017, mm. he lost a yogurt sponsorship. Oh, yes. New Dan and Oikos Triple Zero is my go-to protein snack. Because he was, uh, he was talking about how it was... Let me see if I can find the quote. It was funny to hear a female talk about routes in response to a question from, from a reporter. Cringe. A little bit of an enjoyment to see him kind of truck-sticking people out there. It's funny to hear a female talk about routes. Like, it's funny. But uh, fun is coming along, man. Dannon took a strong <laughs> stance against Cam. Yeah, this is pre-locks Cam, I believe, at the podium. But I think he was again, like, like seriously, we're gonna we're gonna talk less about Cam and make this more of a general conversation about um, these types of conversations as it pertains to athletics or in the locker room and all that other stuff. But with Cam, you've seen this gradual. I don't, I don't want to call it maturation because I don't think it's actually <laughs> not, mature. Not that, yeah. and, and I'm really going to try to be as fair to Cam as possible because there's two things I like. I like that Cam has start, started or has become more expressive in terms of how he chooses to dress, his facial hair and his, the hair on his head. Like, do you? Like, it kind of makes me happy to see him find ways to express himself that aren't just purely uh, through football aren't purely through, you know, his, you know, what he looks like and his muscles. So like, I, I'm happy that this cam that we've seen, I would say the cam on his way to the Super Bowl cam that year. Um, and then, you know, who we have now, I think now we're seeing kind of like, we're seeing like this really like exaggerated uh, version of that guy, that expressive guy. Yeah, he uh, needs to calm down a little bit. Like, little bit. let's let's maybe uh, read a couple of books. Just a couple of books. Did you read my book? Spark Notes. <laughs> I heard about it. Here and there, a couple books. Like, I'm again. I'm all I'm rooting for Cam. I'm not a Panthers fan because I believe in winning and integrity. Tell me about and it. And my G men are awesome. Don't even play with me. 
Um, well, I mean, can you can't you really can't say no? You can't say nothing. I mean, y'all have one. You can't. It's not, this is not the Knicks now. That's true. Okay, the, the Giants. Okay, I, I I mean they did kick off one of the largest. I thought we would argue lawsuits. about gender roles on this on this episode. Not my goddamn G men. Like that's shout, true. Shout out to the New Jersey Generals mm-hmm. kicking off this weekend as well. All right. Anyway, <laughs> you know USFL. What? Yes. Thank, okay. Making sure. No. 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 Anyway, but I I, I really do want. Cam to talk a little less, yeah, and 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 maybe invest in some sort of you know some sort of study. <laughs> that would be that would be very neat for, yeah. of him to do this, especially that it does make it hard for hard for me to root for him yes. if he's constantly going around saying dumb shit. Yeah, and this is I mean Cam, he's not retired. You know, I think he still wants to play. Yeah, but this is the Cam that's closer to retirement. So this is the camp that's going to have a little bit more time on his hands, a little bit more freedom to speak, I, I'm assuming, probably building out some sort of platform. Um, and I'm just not liking this version at all. Yes. Yeah. So I kind of want to, I, I, I want to look at the role the, that athletics yes. plays in this type of mindset. Um, and I think one of the great things about this podcast is that we talk about sports and sports really overlaps with so many parts of society so we can kind of look into deeper things so we talk about this toxic masculinity type mindset Mm -hmm. which you have so many different layers that force that on you just just being alive but i think sports in particular can play a very heavy role in that and it did with uh in my experience it certainly did right right and Um, this is where i'm going to rely heavily on your perspective um, because yeah, you had access to these locker rooms and to this this field of play, literally. So yeah, yeah. So I guess the big overarching theme is this theme of uh, how to be strong and tough, and 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 domination. Yes. So that's really what I got out of Cam's comments is that he <laughs> wants to like lead. I'm the man here. Like I need my woman to right. he subscri- follow. He subscribes to. Uh, I'm not going to call him traditional. I'm going to call him archaic. I'm going to call them outdated, outmoded. But he subscribes to outmoded gender roles. Yeah. Yeah. And so I really think that like that's how you're taught to play sports. Really. Like, you got to be out there and you have to dominate on the playing field. So we're socializing male athletes specifically in this conversation. We're, we're socializing um, men uh, who might play sports to dominate. Purely dominate. Dominate. Mm-hmm. By any means necessary, you got to be the dominant one. You got to be the toughest one, whether it's physically, mentally. Mm-hmm. Like the only emotions that are really accepted. And we've talked about this on this podcast about how I was highly emotional as a player. Mm-hmm. And the only ones that were truly accepted by my coaches were anger, anger. and rage or some sort of subset <laughs> of that. And I, I just want to interject there and just say that I think that that portends for really some really un, unfortunate and un, unnecessary outcomes for black men specifically when a lot of their identity is tied up into this masculinity that's also married to dominance, anger, aggression, so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. and and really... The, for those who don't know, Mika hosts a live stream mic'd up yes. on Twitch Thanks. every weekday morning from 8 to 10. Oh, look at you. Eastern Standard Time. Eastern yes. Standard Time. <laughs> so really what, what drew this connection to me was the remembrance you did for Bell Hooks back in December. Oh, cool. So yeah. you talked about some of the themes from Will to Change. Yes, yes. And how the patriarchy hurts men. And I don't want this to be a boohoo, we're crying for men podcast. No. Keep me off that. But it does help, I think, explain some of these themes and really how they show up, particularly in locker rooms and on the playing field. I will say that, like, for real, if there are men out here who are kind of like maybe exhausted by this conversation, if, if, you're, if you're consuming this conversation only on social media, I feel you. But for those who really want to do some work, read some bell hooks. And, and, and she, because she's one of the most effective, or she was, rest in paradise, one of the most effective uh, voices and, and theorists and, and philosophers, whatever, however you want to, um, you know, characterize her work. But she's been very effective in reaching men. And she's, and I think she's done a great job at doing that throughout her whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Just hearing you talk about those themes there. Where it, it was like, oh, this is this is my problem. Mm. Great, because mm. I've I've definitely 
as I've gotten further and further away from playing and as you get out in society and realize things aren't going how you want, right. you got to take a look in the mirror. Well, you hope people have that where they want to take a look in the mirror and try to figure out, okay, what, what do I need to adjust here? Right. Because I can't go around dominating life like it's a basketball court. But uh, that's real. That, no, nah, I think that's, that's an interesting conversation. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. How, did you have to adjust like that mindset? Like a thousand percent. Were you just crossing up like moms in Costco or some shit? Everything was a competition. <laughs> like I oh. ruined everything. I would ruin everyone's day Damn. with being too competitive and too, just trying to exert my dominant force just on life. And you're like, and you look back, you're like, what a fucking fool. Oh, wow. Wow. Mm. I'm, well, this is a safe space. <laughs> this is a brave space. Let me say that. Yeah. This is a brave space. So I appreciate you offering that up. Because I, I don't think a lot of people have evaluated that transition. And again, it sounds like a lot of your masculinity or your sense of self was tied into your, your performance on the court. Absolutely. Mm. And that's really how... I was uh, conditioned, I guess, to be a man yeah. the most, man in, in, quotations mar in quotation marks, because I was, as I said, raised by my mom and my grandmother, Mimi, mm -hmm. with the cocaine problem. Okay. Um, who is healthy now, by the way. Lord have mercy. Not actually on cocaine. <laughs> At all. No. Listen, you got to listen to the other episodes yes, to understand that. You anyway. will get that. The winning time episode. The winning time episode. <laughs> but, but Mimi was like the masculine force in my life. Okay. Like she took on those masculine roles. She was the one who taught me how to play ball and everything. And she was big okay. like, okay, I'm, I'm tough. She was, uh, she's more of like a tomboy type. Okay. So mom was a nurturer. Grandma was more so, Hey, let's, yeah. Yep. Okay. Let's go, let's, uh, right. kick some asses. Okay. I got so, you. <laughs> uh, so seeing that, the only real exposure I had regularly to to other men was through sports. Right, coaches and whatnot. Yeah, and yeah. you're taught how to be tough. And, and more importantly, what I realized looking back mm -hmm. was that a lot of the themes of masculinity and how, how they try to uh, get... I don't even know what they would call out of you. How to how to, how to get softness out of you? Oof, the way that that it, makes me cringe. I know, I know. So the way they would do that, the the language that they would use that was acceptable was often misogynistic and homophobic. Oh, very much so. And as uh, uh, I mean, look, I've been playing sports for a long, I've been playing sports since I was a kid, and I've got a twin brother who excelled at sports. Um, you know, a high performer at the at the uh, collegiate level and all that. Um, I've been around, my point is saying all that, I've been around male coaches, I've had male coaches, I've been close to locker rooms, I've dated the jock, I've, you know what I'm saying, so I've, I've seen that, but this is really, eye, this is eye-opening or ear-opening to hear you kind of recount how this stuff goes down. Yeah, it was like a hyper-concentrated version of just what we deal with in society. But how, do you, how did you deprogram yourself? Well, I was not happy, my life was not going how I wanted it okay. to go. At a certain point, you can only blame other people so much, okay. and then you've pushed away enough people to where it's like, oh, maybe I'm the problem. Okay. And it wasn't like, I'm probably being too hard on myself. Okay. I would think that people would, would say that, but that's just, that's just- No, you sound, like you, you sound like you was a handful. Yeah, I was a handful, so I had to look around and be like, okay, well, it might be me. Might be. So what's going on here, <laughs> and, and how do I adjust? And then- you look at, at these things that have gone on and, and you look at like, it should not be acceptable to use some of the language that is allowed to be used you know, in the locker homo rooms. The homophobic slurs and like, yeah, like, like what I don't like is uh, like these um, polarities that exist. So like if it's ma if the opposite of masculine is feminine. And I mean, I think yes. that's, that's real, but it's more complicated than that. Yes, it's more nuanced, more of a spectrum, I would say. Right, and so like I use the word polarities, like, you know, polar opposites, whatever. But honestly, there are no, it's not binary. Isn't what you just yes. said? It's not binary. There are more than that. And like a, a, a lot of uh, our ideals about masculinity uh, come from these very European, Eurocentric, standards that aren't really they, they they've been accepted widely accepted in this country as the norm but they aren't the norm no no and and, and i don't want to broaden this and make this like one thing i didn't want to do with the cam conversation or this conversation is i didn't want to be overly reductive and say 
Well, that motherfucker need to read a book. Or that, that motherfucker need to travel. But he really does need to read a book and travel. Yeah, and that's really, or and do some sort of self-reflection. Self-reflection, some kind of work where he, on, he, he can define himself. He can define himself outside of perhaps some of the uh, uh, things that are laid out for, for men who are, you know, athletically gifted. Especially because, I mean, we still have that, not only being a man in America, mm. but a black man in America. You've got another layer there, and then you've got the athletics. Yeah. And you, so you have all these different things, and that's not even going. I know he's a man from the South, very Christian. There's a lot of patriarchal right. issues yeah. associated with that as well. So we have all these things basically conspiring to, <laughs> to force us down this path. Right. And it's just so pointless, and it's just, it's so confining. You know what really bothered me about his comments? Kind of, I'm probably going to derail this conversation just a, just a skosh. Well, as a man, I will allow you to speak. Oh, oh <laughs> thank you, gracious man. Oh my God, and guys, he is so not trash. No, oh, <laughs> oh, made me laugh so hard. Um, no, no, no. Uh, going back to like what he said, what really kind of really jumped out to me, and I texted you, I cannot. I think that's the that's the one phrase. <laughs> yep. Like I cannot was like his view on women. So it's one thing, it's one thing, so we're gonna talk about male identity and masculinity, but also how men like Cam view women. Yeah. So like, like, cause that ain't on the gridiron, <laughs> but, but that's the problem. The lack of, the lack of women's presence in sports, like in, ma in male sports, I'm just using ear quotes y'all, but in like, you know, uh, the NFL, NBA, whatever, even, you know, growing up, Pop Warner, the lack of women as leaders within those, within those types of uh, organizations really does lead to the problem that we're seeing with Cam and others like him when he, because he, it was all about, he was talking about a bad bitch. Oh, a bad bitch yeah. versus like a, a boss woman and, and his ideas of a bad bitch. And it was like, oh, so women just exist to enhance your life. Women just exist. And only exists the way the way you define it is is the only acceptable version of womanhood or you know femininity. I think that that stuck out to me too. Like, <laughs> oh well, Cam's the expert on this. We all have to listen to Cam Cam Newton on how to be a woman. And oh, and God. we see this a lot because who uh, Kevin Shannon Crowder? Oh yeah. Oh, that's you gonna talk about Mr. Samuels? Kevin Samuels is wild. Is with wild. It. And, and and we mm. yeah. I men, know you have some men, theories. look, look. If you don't like women, just say that. If you if you prefer dick, just say that. Like, like the men and I'm. This is not an original take. I just agree with it wholeheartedly. The men that sit up there and critique women and how women should run the household and how they should look, what what size they should be, how much they should weigh. Y'all just really don't like women. You don't, and you might like something else. Go get it, but stay out of women's business. Anyway, Channing Crowder. Channing Crowder. <laughs> Jesus. Channing Crowder, former football player. Mm. He had some thoughts on on how Sierra, who is married yeah. to Russell Wilson, quarterback for the Denver Broncos right, now, right. how she was only with him because he had money because right. you don't oh go from God. her... Um, the father of her child is future. Father of her first child is first future. Child, yep. yep. And you don't go from future to Russell Wilson because <laughs> Russell Wilson is corny unless okay. Russell Wilson has money. Now, Channing Crowder knows a little bit about something here because to me, Channing Crowder is corny. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so weird because even when Sierra got with, with Russell Wilson, future who's a petty bitch himself, and I'm yes, I'm going to say it. Um, Sound like my coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and for those who know me and know my work, bitches is gender neutral. All right, just like, yeah, punk asses as well. But like um, Channing, with Channing, <laughs> when, when, um, when Sierra got with Russell, Future was being a punk ass and saying things in his lyrics about corny niggas not yeah. impressing him yeah. and all of that and, and as if he won. And it's like if if a woman moves on and you and Future clearly has options, air quotes. Why are you so bothered by her choice after you? That's a great question too. And I think what I was wondering about the Channing Crowder comments as well. Yes, was that. Yeah, bring it's, it back. Let's yeah, bring it back to what we're talking yeah, about. I Sorry, know, I know. Like, I know. I, I just, know people I, have a whole thesis on future. I know. Yeah, and I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, but just it's just weird that that Channing would offer up that commentary uh, and, and reduce a woman's autonomy 
to something as, as just, of course, Sierra wants to date someone. I don't know what her value systems are and I don't really care, right? But of course, who wouldn't want an attractive, upwardly mobile, financially stable man? Who wouldn't want that? So here, I'm going to pose a question. I'm going to pose a thought that I have as a question. Yes. Channing Crowder. Let's say <laughs> Sierra did not upgrade to Russell Wilson and stayed dating men like Future. Mm -hmm. Do you think he would have criticism for her there as well? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's that's my thought too. Like, mm -hmm. oh, Sierra, she keeps doing this, blah, 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 blah. Honestly, a lot of men talk like that because it's like, they. I'm going to be real with you, what it feels. Let me say what I, what it feels like, not what it is because I don't know what it is definitively. It just feels like you want to fuck. You want to fuck and you is she not available for you? So you comment on it. I don't really comment on shit that's not for me. And I think that goes back to that locker room yeah. masculinity thing because that's the... That's that's the talk in the locker room is is how many people have you fucked blah 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 yeah all that that that's used as like rankings and we see that in society it's the too. It's the in this instance in this conversation it's the commodification of women and and so I, I'm trying to tie it into the locker room part it, but what what Channing did and what you know future shit and, and bring it back to Cam women are viewed as possessions and commodities yes and not as fully autonomous people adults who can make whatever fucking decision they want and so if you look at women as purely things to have because that's what a bad it's, bitch it's a status symbol a, ba yeah, a bad bitch is in is just, just um, his colloquial way of saying trophy wife yeah that's it yeah. that ain't a new concept Right, you know, but men from the dawning dawning of the ages or whatever have been looking for younger, attractive women to compliment them, and they could be balding, fat, whatever. But yeah, they want a trophy. Sorry, shout, shout out to to bald, my bald community. I'm okay. I'm thinking of it. come on home, shave it. <laughs> it's okay, but no, you're you're right because we we've talked about that before on TV and how media will show us like look Jerry Buss in Winning Time. That, that exactly who I was thinking about, not yeah. you. I was thinking of okay. I was thinking of like someone who looks like Mr. Spacey. Yeah, yeah, I see that. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, don't have a midlife crisis right now, <laughs> <Right>? bro. <laughs> in mid episode, midlife crisis. Yeah, but, but you do see that, and it's that's the thing with Jerry, Dr. Jerry Buss in Winning Time is like, okay, this is look what I can get now that I'm rich. <laughs> right, right. Look what I can get with money, and I think a lot of men. What I also hear from people who aren't Channing Crowder. Channing is, you know, has a successful podcast. He's very popular. He's affable. He's a, a popular radio uh, show host in the Miami, Florida area. Look, men who aren't Channing, who don't have that beautiful wife that he has and all of the success and money, I think a lot of them are struggling and they're entering this conversation and they're bringing a lot of their baggage and their rejection into yes. the conversation. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's a great point. And we see so many, like you already named Kevin Samuels, but we yeah. see so many yeah. of these podcasts popping up Ooh. where it's like, oh, I got to tell you <laughs> what a woman should be as a man. <laughs> I have the, the instruction manual right here for you. Brandon, can you, I'm putting you on the spot a little bit because we didn't talk about, can you just help me out? I understand the man, men wanting to create the podcast. I love the fact that Ryan Clark and Channing and Fred and all of them, I love the, I watch those podcasts very often. I love it. Even Brandon Marshall's, you know, the, the where it kind of started. I love all of that. But what I don't love is like they're having these insular conversations. Can you, can you explain to me why you think they are running to these microphones with these hot takes on on relationships when they haven't really done anything outside of talk to other men that date and move and marry like them. Do you, can you hazard to think why? Well, I think number one is a lack of self-awareness. Uh, yeah. And number two is I think they- Do you talk about be, relationships? No. Like what? Well, <laughs> no, I don't talk about nothing. As a man, I don't have wait, emotion. Wait, no, wait, no, uh, no, but- I, not especially not to this level. This is uh, no. like I'll, I'll talk about relationships with my friends, but to this level, right? Particularly not who should be dating whom and all this wild stuff. So y'all not going to like y'all not y'all not you know you and your homeboys are not coming back from Chick Fil A, getting the car. I was like, man, I try to get this chick's number in there. Man, like y'all y'all don't have these conversations about like rejection or or like. I don't Outside know. of rejection hurting, no. Okay, no. No. Okay. Not, so it is weird, but it does <laughs> remind me a lot of 
of the the locker room type talk. Okay. Because this is stuff that would get talked about in locker rooms. Mm, tell me more. And so <laughs> I'm wondering if the lack of self-awareness, another part of that is that when you grow up, specifically when when this is your whole life professionally as well, and you don't understand, oh, this isn't life for everyone else. Ooh. So I can talk about this publicly and everyone's going to agree with me because my way of thinking is right because I've been in this hyper-masculine echo chamber right. since I was six. Ooh. Ooh. Then you start talking out loud and people are like, wait a second. Channing, Channing, it, come here real quick. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, Channing's the same guy who I think the week before was all over Twitter because he was talking about role playing with his I wife know, and, and people, he was pretending to be a cat. And women were like, do your thing if that's your kink, you know, do your thing, right? And then turns around, we were rooting for you, Channing. Yeah, everyone <laughs> with the catnip. And then not me though. No, that's a that's don't want to yuck anybody's yum, but it's yeah. a, little bit, a little bit too far for your boy Brandon Silver's. Not yeah. gonna role play as a cat. Not at all. That I'm was... gonna go on the record with that right now. But hey, you know whatever floats his boat, finds his lost remote. I'm good. <clears throat> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So, so I want to ask you about particularly now as as you're talking about sports as a woman. Yeah. And we mentioned Cam's comments about women in sports. And I've noticed just following women in sports, women seem very sensitive to mistakes they make. Whereas if, if I say something uh, wrong, I don't give a fuck because <laughs> no one really is questioning my knowledge where they might right. question your knowledge yeah, more. We, yeah. what, are, what are your thoughts on that? On just women having to like... Um, Do you feel extra sensitive to mistakes you make based just because you're a woman, you feel like you have to extra prove your knowledge in sports? Oh, I guess it's the question. Oh, in sports? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah and I, I think this, this is an interesting question. I, I'm, I'm loving that you're asking this question. Absolutely. Like, And one thing, how I combat that though, especially at this stage and age of my life, professionally and personally, is I'm le I, I don't really care as much about third party perception as much. But what I what I care about, Brandon, is that you had this idea for a podcast and like I wanna show up and make sure that people really do view this as a credible sports podcast, that we know what we're talking about. We're not just out here giving up, you know, you know, hot takes willy nilly. And so for me, professionally, it's more important that I am a great teammate to you. I, I'm confident in my sports knowledge yeah. and I'm also confident in what I fucking don't know. Yeah. I don't. And when I said that Hakeem Olajuwon was the Nigerian nightmare, he was. And I was right and you were wrong. And I'm just like, <laughs> and the world and was Shazam. wrong. Okay, okay. I, I admit I was wrong with that. Okay. But that's I'm fair. just saying, I'm just saying, no, but seriously, like for me, I, I give, a, I, and that's the part about being a woman, like the kind of woman I am, I'm so, the pressure is there, it exists, but I try not to engage with it because I don't think it's, it's as real as, it's only as real as as, as, um, as you make it kind of thing. Got you. And, and I wonder too, <laughs> with, with my upbringing where like my grandmother was more of the masculine presence, mm -hmm. if I don't want to do the, I've got a black friend thing here. No. But I wonder if like, is I'm more used to, like I'm more conditioned to hearing women talk about sports. And I know some, like some of my, like I'm friends with a, uh, yeah. a Panthers fan who knows more about pa Panthers football than I do. Right. And so she's all on top of that way more than me. And that doesn't make me feel any kind of way. Yeah, no, no, no. I do think your, your, your upbringing informs the way you process women's voices and their input. I, and I, I would have to say like you and I did not know each other extremely well before we started this podcast. And I was delighted to know that I didn't have to keep running up against some of the bullshit that exists whenever I work with men. Um, and, and that you were open. I, I, I don't know all of your politics, but I get the impression that you were open and receptive and receptive to like, if you don't know something and I do, I don't see you retreating to that, that, that insecurity space that a lot of men that I work with do. And I'm not even yeah. trying to compete with them. I just might, Hey Tim, I, I just might know how to work, use audacity or yeah. whatever better. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that was kind of... <laughs> Me as a child, so right. I mean, it, it seems normal to me, and so, and I often wonder too how that kind of yeah. affected my. Maybe I was trying to overcompensate right. through sports and oh. be extra masculine to prove, mm -hmm. hey, I ain't no bitch. Right, right, right. To use no, some yeah, of the words, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Just because I didn't have a dad growing up, and I'm gonna show you I'm a man. And I, I was just about to get to that. I'm glad you brought that up, and because that's also that. That conversation comes in 
to the conversation about women. Like, oh, she got daddy issues. Or, oh, wasn't no father in the yeah. home. I'm like, well, nigga, if there ain't no father, if a father home for her, then it wasn't, <laughs> and, you know, there might not have been a father in the home for him too. Like, I, I didn't understand, like, this whole thing that, oh, if you don't have a man around, you're going to be sissified and, oh, single, single black mom. Because then it devolves into a, a, a black mothers are raising sissies thing that is super weird. Yeah. Because uh, I, I just... First of all, I was raised by both my parents, so just want to make that clear. My mom and dad. Wow, are, bragging. Not really. They <laughs> they fought a lot. Sorry, mom and dad. But um, no, no, no. But but I, I'm raised. They're still together. I was raised by both parents. But yeah, I think with you being raised by two women, um, yeah, you. I can imagine that you might had to had to feel like you had to overcompensate. And this is probably a podcast for another day. But I <laughs> I would make an argument that it is more important. The, the resources that the second parent brings as far as yes. time and money than the actual masculine, I'm a male, the gender. whatever. Yeah. yeah. I think that matters way less than the fact that, oh, we have this additional income, someone else to spend time with the child, all that. I just want men to free themselves from white men's ideal of masculinity and, and malehood. I just want y'all to, I just want black men, you don't, the, the white man standard is not yours. And, and like, and as an activist, I've, I've interviewed, Brandon, I've interviewed indigenous folk, um, folks from other, who were born on other continents. I'm here having these conversations where they tell me that their their traditional or, or, or ancestral roots, well, the the the, uh, the societies were matriarchal, not patriarchal. Like 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 a lot, wow. right? So like so, there's a lot of indigenous communities where women run things. It might be time to switch it up because I mean we kind of been fucking up, right? So. No, ser no, seriously, and like so, I don't understand why why so many men like a Cam, like a Channing, are so wedded to a white ideal of masculinity. And you know what? I kind of want to dive into that too, particularly because we talked about Cam yeah. and Cam. He's he's talking about this this masculinity, but look at how Cam dresses. And, right, and people have questioned, questioned a yeah, lot with uh, him. Yeah, 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 and and like him, him even hit, hit both him, uh, Russell Westbrook. They they're very fashion for uh, uh, Kyle Kuzma. Like they're very like a lot of men like to have fun with those men um, whenever they express themselves. Yes. Can yeah. we talk about like the silliest gender role Please. type? Because I think- Because you what, must be exhausted. I'm going to cut you off. Yes. No, I'm going to cut you off right now. You must be exhausted as a man. Can y'all eat hot dogs? Can you eat ice cream? Exactly. Because what really tied <laughs> this masculinity thing down for me, like, like it really shed some light on how it is just a fake, made up, subjective, <sighs> just whatever. Completely. Was that I- I was picturing one day after a particularly heated pickup basketball game with some um, some less than kind fellows, <laughs> I was picturing them grocery shopping. And I couldn't think of a super masculine way to grocery shop. Because huh? how do you walk around the grocery store like hard? Like, hey, don't try me in the grocery store. Like, do you go buggy? Do you go the little hand thing or... How do you grocery shop masculine you, in a masculine You really way? negotiated. It. Like, this is something that was in... I was trying to figure out. I was like, they have to get groceries somehow. <laughs> and this was before, like... Like Instacart. Instacart. Yeah. So <laughs> they need groceries. I know this. Okay. So how do they do it? Do they just carry only what they can hold in their hands? <laughs> no, and they then, push a buggy. Like exactly. My, like, my, my dad is one of the most, I would say, traditional, rigid, old school... You don't know, like, you know, can be sometimes problematic, but knows how to tuck it in public. So that's good sometimes. He, my dad's born 1939. So yeah. he's got some very, very traditional viewpoints. And um, I would just like to, let you, I'd like to let you know that he pushed many a buggy. Okay. Well, now I know. <laughs> but I think, Sorry. Yeah, I think it's, it's just funny to think about because you mentioned the internet. Every, I feel like every three <sighs> months or so, someone will tweet something that will get caught on black Twitter. Yeah. Where it's like, like um, oh, he ordered an appetizer. I don't know. <laughs> oh, he don't want to get the, the shrimp popped in his mouth at the hibachi. Look at this. Oh, look at, oh, the guy with the steak. He didn't want to be fed a steak from the chef cooking the, you know, I know you don't want to be yeah, fed a steak. Yeah, um, that's traumatic <laughs> for different right, reasons. For different reasons. <laughs> but it's like, like, like we talked about, I love skinny margaritas. Right. And okay. that's, that's not a masculine drink. It's not, Henny, no. But why am I going to drink a drink I don't like to prove to you that 
that I'm a man. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like I just want to free men from the bondage that is. Y'all can have pineapple. Y'all can eat ice cream cones. I'm doing all this that are topped with nuts. All of that you can do. All any of kind. That. A glizzy. You can have all of it. That was, I saw someone eating a hot dog. Like like popcorn, breaking it into tiny pieces because he didn't want to stick the whole hot dog in his mouth. Like oh, you no. saw me eating that, like the chicken sausage we had at the Cooper River Bridge Run. Mm, like the, it was the bun not was good. delicious. Yeah, no, it was yeah. not good. But I mean, I'm not gonna eat it like a ridiculous person. <laughs> I don't even know how you would do it. Like, what would be the masculine way to eat a fucking chicken sausage? I don't know because I'm just gonna eat it. Like, if you think whatever you want to think about me, that's fine. <laughs> Because I think that, like, the big thing is that, like, oh, it's an insult for you to be gay or a woman. I've gotten okay. that just the way I dress. Yeah. Oh, People be like, oh, oh. Are, are you gay? I'm like, no, but thank you. <laughs> exactly. They dress better than I, straight men. I literally used to say, I'm like, oh, I'm flattered. I wish I'm just a boring heterosexual out here just looking, you know. They have parades. <laughs> <laughs> no right? one has a parade for what I do. Well, don't don't give anybody any ideas because then we'll have a male a men's rights parade oh, coming no. up. Oh God. no, no nah. hot dogs there. <laughs> no, nah, it's just it's just really weird. Like that, that's what really like again. I want to be fair to to all the men that we mentioned. Like, and I want to I want to say this again, and I don't need to say this. I I enjoy I like these people these people these personalities. I've enjoyed them. Um, you know, enjoy watching them play sports, but. Y'all, like, just because you're rich and wealthy and you can get any attractive IG model or whatever, like, doesn't mean that you should have a podcast. No, where you tell un- us about it. And unpack your, your, your archaic, your old school caveman views on bar stools, you know, signature podcast. I just think you, you, people should think twice. Because I wonder, too, how, how problematic would it have been if Cam had, instead of making this like an absolute about every woman who existed, yeah. had more stated <laughs> like his own preference in relationships. Or his own experience. Yes. Right. And that's what, and that, that now, that's where the PR professional helps with some. So what I'm seeing is less about PR, more about media coaching. And I, and I know you, Mika, don't, don't go there and stay on topic, but I am because a media, someone that would help him, like, hey, just make it about you. Less, less they and them and more me and mine. Yes. And me and my, and my, my former partner. Like, and, and that's, that really could have like just squashed it. It wouldn't even been an issue. Um, but, but I'm having, I'm, I'm seeing, even um, yesterday on Twitter, Drewski, or the past oh, couple of days, yeah. Drewski got in trouble. Again, yeah. another person who I don't engage in a lot of his content, but the content I have is it's funny. It's yeah. kind of funny. Some of the coach stuff I like more than some of the other commentary. But yeah, he, so he took down a video. First of all, Drewski is probably a million dollar brand at this point. Yeah. So like all the Hotep Twitter, why did he take it down? And, and for those who don't know, it was a skit, a skit where he was showing how men prey on uh, girls at parties by trying to ply them with liquor yeah. to get them you know, inebriated so they can have their way with them. But he didn't put any type of con- context with the video. And, and the reason why I'm bringing it up because the conversation about the video, I don't even want to argue the merits of the video. Um, the conversation about it was so weird to me because men just refused to understand how real sexual assault is like you refuse to even just put yourself in a position of hey like and how common sexual assault is i think that's a big thing that that hit home for me too Uh. and and i've like i've tried to learn a lot about all different all my different biases that i have because i think like you got to know these biases because if you're not aware of them then you go walk around and at at best look like a dumbass and right. i don't want to do that well you look dumb hating on new york sports teams well look the, wild dumb well <laughs> some may disagree okay well anyway we'll uh, work on greatest that greatest coach in your history was Whoopi goldberg I mean, we're, the, we're the mute but um, you gonna shit on pat riley like that after watching winter time I mean, he's, he's a miami heat guy and a laker um, bye <laughs> <laughs> this is a great podcast <laughs> limited <laughs> series <laughs> okay anyway well, but oh, yeah, yeah my biases. Biases. so so last <laughs> last year, I I took up bike riding. I was riding my bike on the Greenway a lot because I was trying to get in shape. I lost thirty five pounds exactly. You had you had okay. Oh, you That's a whole another story. Yeah. yeah. So I was riding my bike and I was talking to someone. Asked me what I was doing, and so I explained it to her, 
And she was like, okay, well, you know, I, I don't ride bikes, but I'll have to wait to see uh, when my, my walking buddy is available and I'll just go walk it. And okay. I was like, what are you talking like? Just go walk it. And she was like, well, I can't walk alone because, you know, men exist. Oh, and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. that's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah. I was like, that's my bad. I, this is one of those things. And that, and that, that, that blind spot, like we all have it. Yeah. So I don't know why men are so, res I, I get it. Cause social media really, Twitter is not the place to have these conversations. So like I get annoyed by both sides or any side of the issue because that conversation can go off kilter. Yeah. But like I, what, 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 what some of those social media conversations, whether it be about Future or Channing or, or, or Cam or Drewski, what, what those conversations show me is that men have a blind spot that they're unwilling to even evaluate. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. And I think that's also reflective of a Eurocentric society. Can I also say that I think that when a woman says, hey, this is an issue, specifically a black woman says, hey, this is an issue. I really want men to really think about the reflex it is to 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 silence them or to tone police them. Like I really want men to to do less of that. Now I know why men might feel like oh it's an attack on masculinity and they're trying to feminize men. It's because we're starting to get a little bit of some equilibrium because we have women now. It's not the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Way more women are in the workplace, so they have to encounter women more, yeah. right? Way more women are getting advanced degrees. Way more women women are assuming leadership positions, not just in work, but in other areas, elected government, all of that. And so what men have failed to understand is that maybe those gender roles that your grand grandpop or your dad or your uncle or your big brother raised you with, they're not really in line with where we are as as a society so i really would want to invite men see i'm trying to be nice y'all <laughs> all right invite men to just think about hmm let me consider it from her point of view right and i think that i think bell hooks touched on that a yes, little bit a with lot like yeah with the uh yeah. with in the workspace particularly how men are yeah. our worth our value is tied into Right. our success in, in providing for our families right. and all this. So if, if we can't get a job because a, women, a woman is above us or leading us, then that's threatening. And just, right. Right. just right. all these power dynamics and how we have to be powerful. And, and, men, and men need to understand when you just use the, the phrase power dynamics, how men use some of those, um, some of those, uh, the, 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 I guess the, um, the more problematic elements that occur in the locker room men actually bring that to work. So look, look, this is not, this is no cap. I don't have no, I don't, there's no incentive for me to lie. I've been the victim of sexual assault and I've been um, a victim of workplace harassment. In both instances, I was clearly the victim. Uh, and it was, it, was, it was found that, okay, this person was at fault. At work, specifically at work, I saw men trying to dominate because I wasn't, Affable. I didn't smile a lot. I was because I was I was fresh out of college. This one in one job, fresh out of college, really career driven. Wasn't thinking about nobody at work, but this guy because I wasn't. Oh hi, how are you? Oh, like coming to him. Oh, do, let me get you some coffee. Or I, I came in here acting like uh -uh, I'm about to run this thing, and he immediately started talking about how much dick I wasn't getting and how I was just. You know, and then he would squeeze by me. Uh, you know, while I'm at the printer, he would squeeze his crotch near my behind. And it's mm. just like, and I knew that that was more about power than it was about his interest in me. Yes. So I really want, I brought all that up because I really want men to understand that this is, this, that was so common and it didn't just happen to me at that one job. It happened to countless women. They found porn on his computer. Like it was, it was Damn. like, it was like, it was, it, but that was just. I've had that happen to me so many times. And so does that that kind of go back to the thing we were talking about, about like viewing women as, as objects yeah. and, and something to conquer? Like, it's almost like women at work, this is unusual. Oh, I don't know how to act around. It's like, it's like some kind of short circuiting whenever a woman is either a leader at work, a thought leader, a manager, or a, whenever a woman pops up in a place where men don't typically expect them, yes. they start going outside of that box that, that is placed on commodity. You right. Like, right. Oh, wait. I, I, we've talked about that with my experience with, right. with like, being outside of the Charleston box here yeah. and how people are like, oh no, we can't deal with that. So I can't even imagine right, right, you show right. up at work 
just imagine it. I want you. I want you. Um, I'm not going to do Matthew McConaughey impression. Uh, I, I was about to say I, but, I set the bar high. So but. you don't. <laughs> you don't have to close your eyes okay. and imagine. But ima- I'm going to imagine for you. Imagine that you did. You know, make it into the NBA and you achieve whatever the highest success that you wanted. Imagine how you probably because you probably have experienced it, Brandon, on some level. Once you show that, oh, you're athletically gifted, people started giving you some things, maybe a little more leeway in the classroom. Oh, we don't get that D and bump it up to a C or maybe something like little concessions. Right. But think about how much would be available to you if you were that wealthy, you know, visible athlete in the NBA. And think about specifically try to imagine the kind of women you'd encounter. You, and this is no, I'm not trying to talk about both sides of my mouth and I'm not trying to attack women, but you might be more, I would say, exposed to women who have, who want to be with you, who want to partner with you on whatever level, right? No, no, no. Yeah. Like you might encounter, you might encounter more of those women than the women executives, than the, you know, True. running okay. the front office, running the you, the players union. And so it feels like with Cam, and, and maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you're one of those guys that, no, you're going to find me in the library. No, you're going to find, maybe, you know, you would be less less in the weight room and maybe you'd be more in the, the local college campus, listen to a lecture. I, I'm, I'm not assuming that you would just be around, you know, whatever. But but I, it feels like Cam is around a very uh, specific or overwhelmingly around a specific kind of woman. So he can only, he, he is key is characterizing all women based on his limited experience. That was a really long thing. I hope I mean, that made sense. That was a long way to tell me I need to imagine being desirable. But yes. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but no, no, you're right. Ima- there's, there's definitely like, even even the, the brief time I was at Newberry, it like, oh, we talked oh, about that. He like, got game. What's like, going on? I had a girl at the time. And Shout out. I, and this has actually happened a couple of times where I've been dating someone and someone either on in that environment where I was playing or, or a <laughs> trainer or something. Oh. Was like, oh, you don't cheat on your girl, like, oh. like you don't do that, like, like you're wasting your prime here. Oh wow, really? Yeah, and made like, oh, Brandon, he don't do, and, and it was not just limited to women, but like, I didn't drink till I was 21, right, and so right. before I was, I was 20, yeah, yeah, and everyone was like, oh, you don't drink, yeah, yeah. like, what's wrong with this dude? He's soft, blah blah blah, and so it's so crazy. That too. would just feed into what I would do on the court, where I, okay, you think I'm soft off the court? Well, on the court. <laughs> now you got to deal with this problem, <laughs> but it was it was just like that. Where's my Father's Day card? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cross them over. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Where were you? Yeah. <laughs> Throwing the ball over the fence. He's <laughs> so stupid. Go um, ahead. But no, no that, that was that dynamic, and that was on <laughs> Division Two. <laughs> and we already talked about like I was not a top fifty recruit or anything, but, and it was already that on campus for me. So I. I can't even imagine being Cam Newton where you've been treated like like a god since high school. Treated like a god since high school. And like I it's just weird how men identify um being um unfaithful. And and I I'm not even a person who really believes in monogamy. But like but like but if if you do, if you you and your partner do, then that's what you should do. But like it's really weird how men think being like unfaithful or um drinking in in, in excess or, you know, if it's really weird what some of these men are clinging to as as parts of their masculinity. Masculinity. Yeah. I need to see some sort of criteria. Because yeah. like you said earlier, like, I'm stressed out. <laughs> I'm walking around. We've talked about, like, I'm doing skincare routines. I don't yeah. know how that works. Like, yeah, you don't. do I have to do something else more manly to... No. To uh, counteract that, it says men on the bottle. Throw that shit away. Okay, yeah. we can't even have like nice, pretty smells. Nah, you gotta smell like a car tire or but- something <laughs> with my deodorant. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, no, let me ask you that. Do you find now? You already know. You already mentioned. You know, skinny margaritas, the the five inch inseam white shorts, showing thigh. You already mentioned that. So I think people have a have an idea as to what kind of guy you are. But do you find yourself? kind of like embracing some of those things that are deemed feminine, even though they're not like, like, like skincare. Yes. Or- as I become like more enlightened yeah. and realize how, how made up masculinity is like, I'm, I'm in charge of whether or not, even if it's a good thing to be masculine, who yeah. even knows that, but, but I, I'm right. the one who determines if I'm masculine or not. Right. Like, 
if I feel masculine doing something, then it's masculine. There you go. Boom. Boom. And so the more accepting I become of that mindset, then the more I'm willing to go do stuff that I've been missing out on because I've been trying to prove something to I don't know who. <laughs> then that's the problem. Again, third party perception. I don't give a fuck. I, I, I don't know when it happened. It was almost like a, a, a switch being flipped. And I know I'm a, I'm a woman and, and it's different. Our experiences are a little bit different or a lot of bit different. But like, I don't give a fuck about it. Like, even like here, like um, this, I used to, I used to, and there's times where I'm insecure. Everyone's prone to yeah. being insecure. But like, oh, I don't have the house or I don't have this. And I didn't get that advanced degree. I got my bachelor's, but I didn't, like, I used to worry about that shit a lot, but I don't worry about it anymore. And I definitely don't worry about what men think anymore. And that's not me being defiant. That's me kind of just really accepting myself. Yeah, and that that makes yeah. life so much easier because yeah. the more <laughs> I become like that, the less stressed I feel. Okay, you feel like, free. Oh, so free. Because <laughs> I mean, that's that's really what kept me in the box for Charleston. The really? Charleston box was like, okay, I've got to prove to these people that I can do it their way and succeed. Jesus. And you start kicking down the walls of that box, and it's like, oh. And then I, and, and thank like again, God. that white male, especially here in Charleston, that white male standard that exists in almost every facet of life in Charleston, that everyone tells you that you have to aspire to, even if you're a black woman, that's what success is. What a what a, what a white man does, you know. Um, and then when you when you kick down. You look closer at, at the contents inside that box. Yeah. They're not even what, what they proclaim to be. No. At all. No. And they're problematic too. So I, I just really want black men to be free. I want Cam to read more and not just rely yeah. on spark notes. Um, <laughs> um, as he was talking to the young young other influencer. But like I want him to, to read more and to uh, do some work on himself. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that we all need to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, I need to do more of it myself. You do. And uh, I'm working towards it. I know uh, <laughs> I'm reading a lot about the Knicks troubles recently. Oh my God. So, but, but no, seriously, I think that like, stop with the, the, the binary yeah. masculine, feminine. Yeah, study other civilizations. Yes. On the, on, from Africa, all right? Like there are all kinds of civilizations that were not just male, female, yeah. Go have a skinny margarita. Wear what you want to wear. Yeah. Do some skincare. Eat a like, banana. Hey, in public. <laughs> in public. I won't do that for black reasons. Oh, you know what? Watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> and so, bananas. But, you know, you can have a hot dog. You can have a hot dog. Start with the hot dog. We'll work on the white I, people later for the bananas. I'm glad we kept this PG because we didn't <laughs> even get to, like, intimacy. But yeah. go ahead. And, and men, It's okay. It's okay. To be to to show up vulnerable and emotional in a relationship, it's okay. Yes. No, yeah. Go throw on some boys to men. Get in touch with your emotions. You would think with as much of that as I listened to as a child, I would be better at what I'm not good at right now. Yeah. But okay. we're working towards it. Okay. So this come on, this was, was good. This was good. I like this episode. Yeah. Yeah. All so right. thank you all for joining. Um and. Thank you, Mika, for knowing your role. Oh, I'm going to go get that pie out the oven right now, boss. Yeah, thank you. All right, share our shit. You're so